This is the Tallahassee Business Podcast, bringing you engaging conversations with influential members of the community that you need to know. This episode is brought to you by The Health Network. The Health Network is an innovative advertising platform with more than 30 digital monitors and almost a dozen different medical waiting rooms throughout Tallahassee. With a diverse mix of medical practices, The Health Network provides advertisers unmatched visibility to a highly engaged audience while directly connecting with target consumers through static and video ads. To learn how your business can effectively reach over 60,000 patients and guests per month, visit THNAdvertising.com. Well, hello, everybody. This is Sue Dick with the Greater Tallahassee Chamber of Commerce, bringing you our podcast for the Chamber. And this one, this is an exciting meeting for me, really heartfelt. I'm sitting here with our current chairman, Jay Smith. Jay, thanks for joining us. Uh, Happy to be here as always, Sue. I feel like we've spent just about every day together in the last year, and and it's probably still not enough for everything that you have done, um, you and your company and your team members, for the chamber and for the community and for me personally and our team members here at the chamber. You've been just tremendous. So this is my way of being able to say thank you. Thanks for all the time and resources you've given, and I I know it's been quite a year. Uh, So thank you, Jay. Well, thank you as well. The the team here at the chamber, as always, has been just outstanding. 2021, as we all know, has been a, a rather interesting year, and uh, with great leadership and great teammates, we can accomplish anything. Well, we are gearing up for the start of our new fiscal year, which will be in January, and we're going to talk about some of that as well. But before we, we get into that and too much of the Chamber activity, you know, I think as a Chamber of Commerce, we have a strong board of directors that are business owner and community leaders nonprofit executives and and I think it's important for our listeners to always maybe realize who what the chamber really is and who is behind the chamber so I'd love for people to remind them of you and your family family and the legacy that you all have in our community and maybe kind of walk us through that generational appeal of the Smith family in our community well thank you uh, is I've told this story several times but I am uh, the fifth generation of the Smith family to uh, to live here in this great city of Tallahassee and Leon County. My, uh, my grandfather's family was uh, heavy into uh, farming and we had a large portion of the land out by TCC and Messer Park. Um, he then had a, uh, one of the first motels here in town, the Cactus Motel, which is still out there on West Tennessee Street. He built that and was building things for people on the side while he was working two other jobs. Uh, along with running a motel and uh, one of his good friends said, you know, Block, you're, you're really good at this. Why don't you start a construction company? So from there, uh, in 1958, he officially started Ajax. And from there, you know, the story is pretty, pretty unique. Uh, again, third generation operated, um, multi-generation employees. And, um, you know, for 63 years, we've been a part of this community and just a lot of great stories and a lot of great memories by uh, by this community, what it, what it stands for and what we've been able to be a part of. You know, I think if people drive around or walk around, they'll see the Ajax sign up at sites, um, maybe letting our listeners know a little bit of some of the projects currently taking place. And then maybe if I can, maybe ask you, what's your maybe your favorite project that you see in the community that you know have been a part of your family that really just kind of touches you because you, you do get around a lot and are able to kind of look at the landscape. Well, currently uh, we're finishing up there. We completely rebuilt the state park in front of the Capitol. 
the House and Senate uh, parking garage um, had to be redone, and then we built a new park on top of both of those. So that's a four-plus-year project that was really, really unique and has really changed the dynamic of downtown. Uh, we're currently wrapping up the Florida State Student Union. That'll be completed in 2022. Um, again, a game-changer for Florida State's campus and what it's going to do for the student population there. Um, so that's really unique. We just finished the student services facility for Florida NEM University. Again, um, they had multiple buildings on campus where students were having to go to student services. Now it's all in, in one new building right in the heart of campus. So again, changing that dynamic in the middle of that. And we've got some uh, private work that we're doing. Um, we're working on uh, the new Alpha Chi Omega House on Florida State's campus and uh, out just outside of town. Uh, we're doing a McFadden Nature Center, a really unique project um, that uh, it's going to, it's South Georgia, North Florida, really economic impact driver for that area. But, um, you know, over the years, we've, you know, restored, you know, 20 different projects on the National Register of Historic Places downtown. So converting those to old homes into office buildings, um, you know, building some really unique office buildings here in town, like Capital City Consulting uh, here in the recent, but you know, every every year you get to, you know, be challenged by a new project. Probably the most significant ones are the ones that you've changed people, people's lives. So, you know, any type of K-12 project that you're a part of, you know, you really get to see that it's really changing um, kids' lives. And so, you know, you're just a part of that education component. But, you know, the, the design and construction is really important in how that impacts those things. So all the school projects we get to be a part of are pretty unique and we you know able to do stuff for um, some charitable organizations we where we donate a lot of the services for those and those those type projects which aren't you know very large projects but again the, the impact they can have is uh, really significant what makes a difference you're working on the Tallahassee Police Department headquarters which will be a game changer I know we've talked about that often and we're in the middle of a kind of a master planning stage but you all reach out to other states so how best, how wide is that net? So, yeah, so Ajax covers from North Carolina down to Key West. So we do uh, projects throughout all of those areas. So we have uh, seven offices in Florida, two in Georgia, and two in South Carolina. And so from those, we, you know, we're employing about 200 employees in, in those areas, but doing construction management risk and design build. So, you know, we, on a project, we'll have up to 400 men and women on each one of those projects, but the Ajax team is mostly on the management side of things. But we're also part of the SDO Building Group, which is the largest privately held construction company in the United States. Um, so as a group, we're going to do about $10 billion in 2021. Um, and we cover from the West Coast, from, from Seattle, Washington, down here to Florida, and then in Canada and Europe. So it's a uh, it's a unique thing because you're able to, you know, really work with groups that are doing things, you know, really different from what we're doing. But together as a whole, you know, it's a it's a great organization that's uh, is really, you know, we have about four thousand employees amongst our entire group. Well, and I, and I think, you know, first of all, that's just amazing, and it's it's one of those scenarios that I share with my other chamber execs across the country. I have the unique opportunity of having companies here in Tallahassee that could be located anywhere. But the leadership and, and the owners of the company are here because they love this community, and it's a win-win as a Chamber of Commerce. We, we benefit from that leadership and that servant leadership, and the community does as well. And, and I think we've had this conversation. People are here 
because of the quality of life and it's a great place to be that's and exactly we can do right. business globally right i mean that's uh that's why you I mean we have those offices everywhere but our headquarters are still right here and and it's uh it's kind of the rock for our company and so that's where it will be well and as i said we've benefited and i think what we want to do is also as we opened uh, we're, we're kind of coming in on a landing on your 12 months serving as chair. Uh, we, we did a lot of planning leading into the year and we wanted to make sure that we were able to summarize to, to our members and really the community the work that you have led as well with our board of directors. And, and as we look back, we had, a lot of, um, we had a lot of goals for the year. We had a lot of unknowns, but would love to ask what, what do you view as most that we've most accomplished uh, that you had laid out for us? You were very strategic when you took over as chairman, no, no surprise. <laughs> Uh, but highlighting some of those things that we had, we outlined that we wanted to accomplish and, and where we've landed. Well, I think, you know, you, of course, trying to work year to year with different chairmen has always been a challenge. Um, so what we started to do, of course, um, with my past chairman that I, that I followed, Beth Corum, and then some future leadership behind me, including Sammy Dixon, is really kind of lay out a a game plan where we can set an agenda and then from year to year it takes a little bit of tweak but we have the same goal and mission and, and so it's not a change from year to year we have a clear focus of where we're going so um, as you know we, we have some some three key strategy areas that we wanted to focus on with a heavy emphasis of business advocacy overseeing you know the business climate talent and jobs and then the community and prosperity which is a newer you know, focus within the chamber that we wanted to impact. And, but how do you really make an impact within each one of those? How are you measuring those success? So the development of the community scorecard was something that, uh, you know, I know you and I are very proud that we're able to, you know, pull in data into a simple month to month scorecard where we can see the numbers and how are we doing as a community? And it's not just the chamber driven focus, but we wanted to be, hey, we wanted to put the spotlight on We gather that information from our sources within OEV, with uh, DEO, with a lot of data that's already being projected, but it's not in one, one easy space for everybody to view. So that community scorecard was the initial thing we rolled out in January of, of this year. And we went to city commission, we went to county commission, we went to the school board. Uh, we worked closely with Cap City Chamber with the Big Bend Minority Chamber. Um, and we really said, you know, this is something as a community we need to rally behind. First, you know, it starts with jobs. We think, we believe as a, as a chamber, as a Greater Taos Chamber, that jobs are the true impact. Um, if we can drive every individual, have an opportunity to have a job, and then for them to be able to grow within that, that, that is the job number one but for us. But then there, the things that are all connected to jobs being education, so really working alongside the Leon County School Board and how are we impacting, how can we help, help them prepare students so when they get to kindergarten they're ready and then following that track in the third, board, third grade reading scores, of course high school graduation and then the post-secondary attainment which was something that we really want to focus, focus on that we're, we're training individuals to then go into the workforce. And then the, the, the community and prosperity line really at the, at, the, at the bottom, but they're all connected, crime rate, um, the GDP numbers, you know, of livability within our community, those, all those 
metrics are all tied together. So really that's kind of those three focus areas that we called upon and we said, hey, you know, we're gonna meet with the city manager, the county administrator, and the superintendent of schools on a regular basis. Let's talk through this, work closely with the sheriff and the police chief, and it's a community plan and you know we're gonna we're gonna rate ourselves the end of the year have we changed the dynamics within those numbers and if we're not then we take a step back and say all right what do we need to do differently but again um that's one of the one of the unique things i think that really started the year off that then the programs that we're going to hopefully talk about here in a second that all fell in behind that well and i think we've you've got some shining programs that came out of that and i think for our listeners they hopefully they have seen it in the information that we're pushing out because there's way for ways for them to get involved and and i know that even during our board of directors meetings or our committee meetings we are trying to hold ourselves accountable as far as what we've tried to accomplish and i know and you've, you've guided us to make sure we do that, always asking the question. So maybe a couple of the programs that you look at within the year that you think probably have the greatest potential for us to expand upon and make the most impact as we go into 2022. Well, the first, you know, the one that's, you know, it's kind of the, the blocking and tackling of what we do is the business climate. So Richard Darabi, a civil engineer here in town with more bass, led our our business advocacy and business climate uh, group, and he worked so closely with the city and county on ways to work closely with neighborhoods to improve how we're moving forward as a community. That we're doing it in a smart way. One, we're not hindering businesses from growing and impacting them and causing costs to be driven to them, but also not ruining the neighborhood uniqueness we have. We've got some historical neighborhoods and really some strong associations within those neighborhoods. So how do we work together to achieve smart growth? So Richard and that team, that committee has done an amazing job. And again, those are the those ones attending all those meetings and the prep meetings um, to get that done. So one, that's, again, that's what, those are the ones that you don't hear about that have been an, uh, an excellent job. And then Terry Ard, has done a tremendous job as it comes to talent uh, and we're working with Corey Melton. They have really enhanced where we started with our with our talent plan and our community um, web portal um, to how we were connecting businesses and, and individuals seeking job opportunities. And then this year with their uh, community talent plan that they have worked with multiple partners for profits, not for profits, and really then and then the education component to how are we connecting students from middle school to high school through Lively, through TCC, Florida State, and Florida A&M, and connecting them with the the individuals who who have the job opportunities. So really creating that that dynamic, which it sounds like it's it's simple, but it's not. I mean, we have a lot of people that are working really hard, but. A lot of times we were running in different directions. And so through the leadership of, of Terry and Corey, they were able to bring those groups together and really develop a plan. Now that you know we were meeting um, this, this week on the implementation of that draft plan, which is close to being finalized. So we'll have some true action plans. We're gonna go get grants to support those organizations and, and really challenge each other to keep moving forward. So that on the talent side has been tremendous. And then Sharon James, um, she was tasked of our first year of community prosperity um, and really setting that forward. And people are like, what is community prosperity? And what is a chamber really, what's what's their interaction there? Well, you know, the, the businesses 
employ, you know, we have 60,000 employees that are a part of the chamber of businesses that are a part of the chamber. And so those men and women have families, they're engaged in this community. And so we needed to find a way that we could improve all of the community from, you know, from, from Texas Street to the Leon County North border all the way to Georgia. How, how are we engaging and, and enhancing all those areas? Um, and so we, you know, it sounds silly, but we, we had listening sessions. So we went throughout the community and listen and hear, you know, try to find out ways that we can help, help each area of the community and what businesses can do. You know, a simple thing we did was, uh, wasn't simple, but it's an easy thing for business to do is to support the kindergarten classrooms and all of our school systems. So we focused on Title I schools first, and then we were able to almost uh, support every single kindergarten classroom. And it's not just the school, but each individual classroom. So we connected businesses with the teacher of those classrooms and asked them what they needed, what what volunteer hours they needed, what reading opportunities, what what tools did they need in those classrooms that we could support them, one, to help that teacher, and two, show the students in each one of those classrooms that we care and that there are opportunities here and that people outside of their community care and that you know we're looking to improve long-term that third grade reading score dynamic. So um, as we go forward, I know we're going to now take on those Title I schools and start following those kindergartners through first grade, second grade, and third grade. So we'll, from year to year now, we're going to take on the additional year. So we hope to have all, every Title I classroom eventually to have kindergarten, first, second, and third, all of those classrooms adopted. So again, all of these things are, are you know, work in progress and we're improving upon them, we're learning upon them. But um, each one of those areas is, you know, some really, really amazing leadership and amazing opportunities for our community to be changed. Well, it's been a full agenda for the year. Um, looking back on it, and I was this kind of our exit interview to the chairman, you know, you wear so many hats are involved in so many, not just the chamber. I know you personally have been involved in a lot of other boards of directors in the community giving back. Is there anything that just really surprised you now that you're 11 and a half months at the end of this, that other than the big COVID uh, impact, but is there anything that surprised you coming in or what was the what the unknown that you now know that um, our listeners would find interesting? I think you, when you're in the middle of it, you don't recognize that, um, that people don't know exactly what, you know, the business community is doing on a daily basis. So, I mean, just being able to interact with the, on the kindergarten classroom level, it kind of shows the engagement um, that we're, we, we're doing already, but it's just highlighted and put it that every business can do something pretty simple by just engaging with a, a, a classroom next to them, next to their business, and their members want to be a part of it. Um, you know, the other great thing that I've been able to witness more of this year is, you know, Access Tallahassee, which is the, the younger um, employees with inside of each business that are engaged through the chamber. Uh, Access, led by Philip Browning, has just done an amazing job this year. I mean, I'm, I, I was able to t- attend some of their coffee networking events, and I was blown away. I I saw uh, young young uh, adults who I knew as uh, young children now that are young adults, and they're now in the professional world, and they are just 
doing amazing things and getting to interact with them and feeling that energy and seeing where the future is heading is uh, really exciting. I mean, the, the little library program that, that Access kicked off this year, again, is just a great opportunity to engage and to impact communities that don't have access to reading books. Um, his mentorship program that they're going to be starting next year is going to be uh, a tremendous opportunity as well. So, I mean, that that is just a sense of um, a bright future ahead that uh, you know that the young leaders that were engaging and in either in encouraging to come back from uh, universities and coming back to Tallahassee or, you know, nurturing the talent that's coming out of Florida A&M and, and FSU and getting them to stay here and showing them the opportunities um, are, you know, those are, those are exciting things for me to see. Well, and I know you've endorsed it. I know Luke Thompson on your team is very involved as a young professional. So you, you not only talk about it, you promote it as well within Ajax. And I, and I think that's what's important. And we must, we've got to engage the next generation. I think that's why it was so important for us to stand up our Access Tallahassee program and, and the advisory board. So, again, anyone who has employees or wants to get involved, please do with our Access program. You can find it on our website as well as all, all of our other programming so as, as we wrap up here a little bit, um, your message to the community or, or as you get ready for 2022, um, what do you see on the horizon for our community and, and opportunities? Well, as everyone knows, we, you know, the, the national politics kind of get um, loud and kind of shout out what's going on. But what we need to focus on is what are we doing locally? What are we doing as leaders in the community to, to make that impact? What are we doing it for the next generation? So, you know, I'm at the stage where I have three daughters, one in college, one about to graduate high school, and one that's about to go into high school. She's finishing up her eighth grade year. So what are we doing for, for them? Um, and if you see something, then you need to get engaged. You can't just talk about making change. Um, it takes involvement. It takes, you know, some hard work. Um and it takes, you know, a team of getting people together. You know, one of the big things we always like to say in leadership here at the Chamber is we're going to break these silos down. I mean, there's, we've got to get everybody playing in the same sandbox together to really change the dynamic. You can't do it, you can't do it alone. Um, and so that, you know, what we were able to do this year with, with the other two chambers coming together on some really significant things um, like the Northeast Gateway, uh, support, I think, is, you know, it's a, it's a sign of how this community can come together and will come together when there's a challenge ahead of it. And so, you know, I look forward to, we got some significant uh, elections coming up in 2022, and I can't wait to engage with all those running and learn more about what they see as the future of how we grow our community and how we provide jobs and provide opportunities for everybody in this community. Well, we are, um, we're gearing up for it. Uh, we want everybody to hopefully come out, mark their calendar, and see the official passing of the gavel on January 12th at 8 a.m. Uh, at the Civic Center, where you will be passing the gavel to Sammy Dixon, and we will not skip a beat. That's uh, right. We'll keep the pace going. So, Jay, thanks for everything. Thanks. You know, it's always a family affair, so thank you to Bree for, um, you know, we, we kind of took up a lot of your time on off hours, but um, we also know that it's always a team effort from our leadership and their family. So thanks to, to both of you as well, and we'll look forward to a successful 2022. It's going to be an amazing year. Sammy Dixon's going to do a great job, and uh, can't wait to see what we accomplish next year. Well, thanks, Jay. Thank you.